good to have you. The Bill Michael Show on the air today. On this Wednesday, Packers back on the practice field today. Getting ready for the incoming Mike McCarthy-led Dallas Cowboys. And uh, just trying to figure out a way to put the train back in the tracks in some way, shape, or form to salvage, I guess, respectability regarding the, the remainder of the season. Just a... Uh, just a tough way to go right now. I mean, I know uh, yesterday Aaron Rodgers said he's just got to kind of muscle muscle up the uh, the intestinal fortitude, you know, the, the championship uh, fortitude and the competitive fortitude and uh, just try to try to do what you can, try to move on. You know, uh, it was interesting. I was uh, yesterday, if I sound a little off today, I am uh, definitely under the weather, no doubt about it. Um, just an FYI. So if you you're tuning in and you're like, "Hey, that's not Bill Michaels." Yes, it is. Just, uh, yeah, just not uh, not 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 great, I guess, feeling wise today. Um, so anyway, um, yesterday I'm standing in line, and I am um, you know talking to you know a few people. I was standing in line uh, waiting to vote, and all of the discussion, all of the discussion was about the Packers. All of the discussion was about whether or not the Packers were going to be able to, you know, dig their way out of this. What are they going to do? You know, and it is uh, it's, it's not a lot of hope. I mean, it's, you know, it, you know, it's funny because there was a lot of talk about whether or not OBJ would actually end up in a, a Packers uniform if he passed a physical and was ready to come back. Now it looks as if Jerry Jones is trying to woo him to uh, to Dallas to end up in a, in a Dallas Cowboys uniform before it's all said and done because he believes that uh, that might be the best place for him to get a for him to get an opportunity to to be able to go ahead and get a win uh, and another championship there so i uh, don't know what's going to happen in that particular regard but but nevertheless the uh you know the Cowboys coming to town Ben how you doing today man I'm good. I, I guess I'm doing better than you. Yeah, I uh, yesterday afternoon, I it, it's one of those things where you start with like a little sinus drainage and you find yourself going <clears throat> a lot. And I was standing in line uh, and I, you know, I felt pretty much okay. I was running around yesterday. I had some errands to run. I uh, the, the key fob in my car, uh, the battery had gone dead. So I ran over to Batteries Plus. I was getting that changed. I got home last night. I felt pretty good. And I went downstairs and I worked out. And I came upstairs, and it was just my throat was scratchy, and I had a ton of sinus drainage. And I get this because I'm prone to sinus infections anyway. And uh, I was on the phone last night, and I was, uh, a buddy of mine called, and I was talking to him. He's like, man, you sound really kind of congested. And I thought, yeah. at that point in time, I went, uh-oh, uh-oh. And, and I thought, here it comes. I had ju- Kristen and I were just talking about this the other day, about how we had not been sick, and it's been a long time that we'd actually been sick. The last time I was sick was when I actually had COVID and that was over a year ago. And so I'm like, why I feel pretty good. This is awesome. You know? And man, oh man, it, it started to come in last night. I ate dinner. I went to bed. I took anything and everything I could get my hands on. I was taking Claritin and NyQuil and I, I took the, uh, the Flonase and I, you know, just to kind of clear my sinuses. And I laid down in bed last night. I went to bed about six 30. And I lay down, and I was out. I woke up, I guess, about 4.30 this morning, got up, and was just awful. Felt terrible. 
had a fever the whole thing and then went back to bed and then the fever broke so maybe that's a good sign and i got up this morning i have um you know uh, workers here in the building today and so i was there was downstairs with uh, a couple of the guys changing out some filters for the water softening system and then i got i'm um, getting some stuff done around the house for cleanup around the house because of all the leaves and everything from the uh from the from the um, city of pewaukee they collect some leaves. So anyway, I was getting all that stuff done, and I was finally starting to feel a little bit better. And then all of a sudden, you just hit that wall. And I hit that wall about 9 this morning. So i uh, got to kind of rally, do the huddle tonight, and then I can come home and crash and crash and burn, feel better tomorrow. So anyway, uh, but the Packers trying to get themselves to feel a little bit better. We know the injuries are mounting. We know that uh, there is not a lot of hope, if any. Technically, uh, technically, they uh, are still alive, but we know looking at this team, the likelihood of them, you know, winning out is pretty much pretty much done. It's gone by the wayside. Not much hope there. Uh, I did want to make a note real quick. Uh, Colton Wong, I was. Were you a little surprised that uh, Matt Arnold kept Colton Wong to pick up the ten million dollar option? I was at first. Um, y- you wonder what their other plans are. I ten million, I guess. I. It's a good amount for the production he gave, but he was he was injured. He was up and down. I guess maybe they expect more of the previous year from him next yeah. season. I don't know. I was a little I, surprised. I think that's kind of how they're looking at it because his power numbers went up. His average went down. His play in the field went down. And the only thing, and I, I, I was thinking about this, I thought, you know what, for what the productivity he gave you, there's no way I'm bringing him back. No way. Not for $10 bucks. Not Not going to happen. Now, I know in baseball, $10 bucks anymore is it's not a lot of money. But uh, I'm thinking, you know, for a team that is right now budget unfriendly, and you've got to figure out where you're going to get every dollar from to make this team better because you've got an albatross out there in left field sucking up all the money. And you've got some pitching that's going to be coming, you know, to fruition here when it comes to money. I'm thinking, where are you going to get the money for all of this? So I thought there's no way they're going to they're going to keep him. And then I started to kind of get convinced that they would. They uh, the rumbling I get is that they just believe this year was just an off year. And I, I still wonder if there was some kind of an injury behind the scenes, something that just wasn't right. Or maybe you just kind of get caught into a funk and you got some things going on and it just takes away from your play on the field. And maybe it was just an off season, and then you start to get mired in that quicksand and you can't get out of it, and, and this was the result. So I think, I agree with you, I think they're looking at this going, you know what, next year it'll be a reset for Colton Wong. He'll get back to what he was. We know he's a good player. You know, we believe in him. And when he does come back and play well, then the $10 million is going to be more than worth it for anybody that we would go out and get. So I think I, I would agree with you that they they think that last year, this past season, was kind of an apparition. And maybe, you know, like hitting is contagious. Maybe just everything negative became contagious as the season went on. And I think that's what they're banking on. Uh, otherwise, I, I can't imagine why you're going to pay, pay $10 million for uh, – you know, minimal amount of home runs, and that's about it. Because defensively, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great season for him. And uh, you know, offensively, it, you know, as far as the average goes, and getting on base and and such, uh, just wasn't a great season either. So, I just didn't uh, didn't understand why they went ahead and paid the money. But I think, uh, like you said, I think they're banking on what he's going to give you next year. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. The Bucks are in OKC. 
getting ready for the Oklahoma City Thunder, trying to get back under the winning ways after taking their first loss of the season the other day. In the meantime, you got the Badgers. Uh, Badgers getting ready for their weekend. Ben, so uh, you've got your thoughts on Iowa, and I, I was kind of listening to part of the uh, Kenny and Halpern uh, broadcast, by the way, uh, just because you guys talk a lot of Badgers, and I like to get caught up sometimes. But with the team itself, after the win this past weekend against Maryland, do you think that this team looks better? Oh, the no. eyeball test will tell you, is this team a lot better since a few weeks ago when they let Paul Christ go? I mean, no doubt. It kind of is the team we expected to see when the year started, especially there on defense. I mean, health is a big thing. They got two of their big playmakers in the secondary back for uh, this week and then uh, before the bye against Purdue. So it's the unit personnel-wise we expected to see, and they're playing like it. They were aided by the weather. The weather was terrible. No one could really throw the football. So that played mm-hmm. into their strengths. But, yeah, overall, definitely some juice within the program. It's it's the team we expected to see when the year started that could have won the Big Ten West and I guess still has an outside shot. It, it makes the beginning of the year sting a little more that now we only have a month of the team we expected to see. But it's definitely encouraging. And now, I mean, the great thing about the Big Ten West college football is even if you're out of the playoff or out of the West race, playing Iowa means something. Beating Minnesota means a lot. So I, I think it will not be challenging for that performance we saw on Saturday to be repeated come uh, this Saturday and then also the rest of the year. Yeah, I uh, I think they look better. I think they look uh, – and and who knows? I mean, I don't know if they would have ended up looking like this had Paul Chris remained. Do you think they would have? That is a very tough thing to answer. Uh, offensively, probably not. I, I think they definitely found a groove in the passing game after firing Paul Christ. But some of that does come down. They were injured on the line all season until this week, really. Mm-hmm. That group we saw on Saturday is the group we thought we would see all season, and they played really well. I don't think they would generally look like this overall. And a part of that also is energy that Leonard has brought in. But it's really hard to say because Christ yeah. was dealt a tough hand injury-wise to start the season. Right. Uh, I just think they look better. Um, and now the question becomes, can they go on this roll and get themselves uh, to not only a bowl you know, eligible, which I believe they will be, but do you think that this team has it in them to end? Because you need another team. Because if you end up going head-to-head in the, uh, in the final standings with Illinois, Illinois is going to win because obviously the Illinois beat you head-to-head. So you're going to need another team. Unless, of course, Illinois takes an, a, a somewhat surprising um, a somewhat surprising loss along the way. But by the way, speaking of that, were you uh, were you at all uh, surprised by the college football standings last night? Not really, because uh, they're stupid and horribly done, and <laughs> that falls in line. I don't know. Well, I'm how, not a playoff how come they're horribly guy, done? How come are they horribly horribly done? I uh, I not to go into the specifics of each team, but the all of the criteria is so arbitrary. Using top twenty five wins as this big thing when. There's really no difference between a top 25 win and a top 30 win when you look at the quality of the teams. Right. They, uh, it just changes from week to week. One week they praise a team for not giving up points in the first half. Next week they praise them for scoring in the second half to come back. I just think they they try to put on the show of who they want to put in and then use whatever criteria to back that up. And I, frankly, I think it's wrong. 
I think TCU is not going to end up being there by the time it's all said and done. I think Tennessee, after debuting at number one and falling out of, after taking that loss, uh, rightfully so. Oregon got absolutely positively dump trucked earlier this year. And I have no idea why Oregon is number six in the country. I hate LSU, but they've got two losses uh, where USC has one. I mean, I get where you're trying to rank the power of these teams. Clemson takes their first loss, and they look pretty vulnerable. They get uh, drilled by Notre Dame. Um, You know, Alabama, obviously, with two losses on the season. Um, They got a very, very, very outside shot at actually getting it. But this is the reason you need 12. This is the reason you need 12 teams to really give you a definitive, you know, you can always pick the top four or five, but if you get 12 in there, then the four or five to battle through that. And then really the cream does rise to the top. And, and I believe we're going to have that. What in 2024, I think is uh, yeah. when, when the it's going to go expanding from four to 12. So you really need the, the 12, but, uh, Oh, yeah, this is my argument for going back to two. Why? I I just I'm kind of fed up with the whole, you know, four teams thinking that it increases parity, when there are always two best teams in the country, and in the past they would just play each other. I just want to rid ourselves of all this chatter about the playoff and the playoff rankings. Get back to caring about the games. Well, here's the problem, and and I've said this for years: the preseason rankings and then the actual rankings should not come out until you're six games into the season. It shouldn't happen. You should not you should not be ranked anything until you get six games into the season and then you begin the rankings. I think it's it's a travesty for you, you take a team like Wisconsin that was so heralded coming into the season. They had no business being in the top twenty five. None. None. They they were they were in an embarrassing pick in the top twenty five. Had no reason to sniff the top twenty five. And yet Teams are getting credit for beating a top 25 team when they don't have top 25. I agree with you. When they don't have top 25 talent. Maybe they'll be better now. Who knows? But they had no business being there. So now you look at a team like Oklahoma State on the outside, Syracuse on the outside. Syracuse was a team that was on the rise. And, oh, my God, this is their year. And since then, nothing. Wake Forest, Oregon State. You go look at all those teams. Cincinnati, same thing. You know, Cincinnati, they they were kind of a one-hit wonder. And they rose and they they did themselves proud, but then they lost all their guys. They had no business being in the top 25. Yeah, they stink. You know, Kentucky, Coastal Carolina, Wake Forest, like I had mentioned, you know, Baylor. I I just, you know, all those teams that that rose to prominence that they're, oh, my God, they're top 25. Give it six games in, seven games in, and then give me your top 25. Because otherwise you're giving credit – to teams that have beaten a top 25 team who had no business being there to begin with. And you're giving them more credence. And also, you're you're taking away from a team that, oh, my God, they got beat by an unranked team when they had no business being ranked to begin with. And this is the reason I've it, – it's been an innately and inherently bad system for so many years. They try to fix it, and they, they just – they screw it up all the time. Why? Money. That's it. It's all for the money. That's why they've screwed that thing up so bad. Now, at least if they go to 12, I can't completely fault them because at least the top 12 teams in the country, you're pretty much going to find within that top 12 area, top 10 area. I don't mind that. but I'm only in for 12, Bill, if you put the first round on campus where the higher seeds get to play at home 
in late December. Yeah. So then we get your Buckeyes going to some sort of other cold weather place where they can't just run their track meet and win easily. Well, but then again, if you have best record in conference, then don't you innately end up with a home game? Yeah, some conference champions will get buys in that scenario because yeah. uh, you can't just do the straight bracket. But I, right. th- there are some teams <clears throat> like Ohio State that this weekend they have to play in the wind and they look terrible because as soon as you ask them to do something else and win a real you know, Big Ten football right. game, run the football, they can't do it. Nope. Some would wonder if they're but, soft, but, you know. But that's the way they're set up to win. I mean, that's that's they're playing to their strength. Yeah, they should join so the it, Big it would, 12. It, yeah, but it would but but my point is is that okay, you know, if a team that can run the football and is built to run the football and is built to run the football on high grass in Evanston, then they should have the advantage going into that ball game. And they still lost. They still overcame. I you know, I, again, I uh, weather is is can be much like we saw this past weekend can be a, a dictator as to how you're going to play the game. Uh, same thing in Madison. Can't throw the ball over the place when you got a 50 60 mile an hour wind blowing it sideways. You know, also you got to win the game by winning the game. You can't rely on field goal kicking unless you get the wind at your back, which then you could hit an 80 yarder with the way the wind was blowing. But okay, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and step away, take a quick break, come back. Hey, don't forget tonight coming up, we're brought to you by Bud Light. It's the Bill Michael Seltzer. We're going to be at Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. Looking forward to it this evening. Come on out and say hi 6 to 8 tonight. It's the Bill Michael Seltzer. Looking forward to it, and hopefully you're a face in the crowd. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wednesday, the day after. I don't know about you, uh, depending on what way you voted, I don't really care. Uh, but I woke up today and um, I had 11. Um, it must have happened, obviously it happened after I went to bed last night. Uh, 11 text messages, and I told you I went to bed about 6, 6.30. 11 text messages between about 6.30 and 8.30 last night. Politically motivated. Um Eleven of them. I I know I'd love to. Does anybody know how to get off of that? Ben, do you get a bunch of those text messages? Not on Tuesday nights because Maxion is on, and I turn my phone off. Uh, okay, but I I how do you get out of this? Where <clears throat> you can get rid of, get your number? I mean, it used to be the do not call list, and I don't even know if they have that anymore. I was on that for a while, but oh my god, it's it's just like. <laughs> Anybody and everybody with anything to sell, to say, whatever, it's it's my phone is – I don't even hardly look at it anymore. It buzzes, and I've got certain buzzes set up for certain people. Like Kristen has a certain buzz. I know when she's texting me. My kids have a certain buzz. I know when they're texting me. I Otherwise, I don't even hardly look at it anymore because it's just, it's nothing but crap, man. I thought we used to have a, uh, a do not call list, but I, I guess that went by the wayside. So anyway, you got to just reply to them and ask their thoughts on Aaron Rodgers, right? Oh, I've I've done everything. I I have sent the most profane responses. I have just hit stop 
Which, I, w- there's one website that continually was pushing me to vote, and I kept hitting stop, and it would say, you've opted out, thank you very much, and then they would send me another one with another video, and, and I kept saying stop, and then finally it became extremely profane, and I called the number back, and it's a spam number. It just, you know, it's a computerized-generated number. I just, I can't get out of this. It's like, how do you get out of this 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 number cycle? So anyway, <clears throat> that being said, uh, I got up and uh, woke up to a bunch of that stuff this morning uh, over on over on my uh, my phone. Uh, this one's from Mark. Mark says, uh, in regards to Mike McCarthy, he's talking about Mike McCarthy. If McCarthy comes back and really beats the heck out of the Packers on Sunday, do the Packers then make a move to fire the head coach, to fire the general manager, to bench the quarterback? What will they do, if anything? Um, I, I don't think anything. I, I don't think anything. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think they're just going to continue to move forward. Um, I, I just think that, <laughs> what can you do? You know, you're not going to make a move mid season. I, I think, and I think a lot of people think that Matt LaFleur has built up enough, you know, credential, so to speak. Uh, he's got enough coin in the bank that he's not going anywhere unless they feel he completely lost the team. And I've said this before, if, if he completely lost the team, well, then you got to make a change. You know, things are just scattered and not good and the team's not responding and the team looks as if they just it kind of quit yeah then you you just you know you 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 can't keep them Aaron Rodgers had a good point yesterday on McAfee he was saying talking about you know guys can go rogue either guys can just play for themselves and kind of go rogue and try to pad their own stats guys can quit and just try not to try to play not to get hurt and then there's guys that play because their competitive spirit inside them will not allow them to 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 fail. So what do you do? But I there I don't think unless the team looks as if they just said to hell with it. I don't think they're firing Matt LaFleur. I I don't think they're firing Brian Gutekunst. And I think they're gonna get a shot to to turn this thing back around. Just just my thought. Just my thought. 877-867-1670, I'm going to get to the phone calls here in just a second. Hey, I want to remind you, the Milwaukee Admirals coming up Friday, April 14th. Remember the Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots are going to be uh, performing the after concert on Friday, April 14th. Get your tickets now. It's against the dreaded Chicago Wolves. So they're announcing you can get your tickets soon. They're going They're going to go fast, and if you want to bring a group, uh, they can help you with that. Uh, so go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Um, you know, as a longtime Packer fan, and I've been a fan since, like, the middle 60s, and, you know, so those of us who are over 60, we've seen just about everything. And, you know, some people might, you know, when you're out, when you do what you do, anybody who's in the media, you're going to have people who are going to be your detractors and people are going to applaud what you do. I There's going to be people who would say, oh, that rant that Bill had was ridiculous. It was irreverent. No, no, no. It was cathartic. We, it's like it's like if you have kids, right? You get mad at your kids, but you love them. You know, you love your mm-hmm. kids and, and right. they're going to do crazy stuff and you're going to forgive them and you're going to hope for the best and you're going to turn the corner. Getting angry is just showing that you can't just passion. And right. to me... To me, I like I like what you just said a moment ago, saying, "Hey, I think they can turn around." If you're a real fan, not not a knee jerk reaction fan, but if you're a real fan, 
you still have hope. You're still going to love your team. You're still going to root for that team no matter what. That's what being a fan is about. So for people to say, oh, it's over, well, you might think, you know, sometimes we question ourselves. We're like, wait, wait a minute. Is it impossible for them to beat Dallas? No. Is it impossible for them to beat Tennessee on a short week? Tennessee has to come in? No. And, you know, I know Philadelphia might be conceivably the most difficult game of the year, but I don't, it, none of this is impossible. Okay, that's the point. We got the talent on the team. Yeah, we've had injuries. Yeah, we've had things that have happened. But, hey, fans, don't lose the faith. Get mad. That's fine. I got mad, and that's why I was so, it was so funny when you guys put up that soundbite, you know, from Network. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it. That's great. That's cathartic. But as fans, we have the right, and I've made the investment emotionally and physically, and the women in my life have said, hey, this is irrational. You know that, Bill. It's irrational. It's a game. <laughs> right, it's right. a game. But, but, you know, you invest. That's why, that's why we listen to you. That's why we're fans. That's why the little boy in us is as passionate as it is. That's why I played football until I was in my 40s, for Christ's sake, and, and walked away with a lot of injuries. But I loved it. I would never change a thing. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, Derek, I appreciate it, man. I get it. Uh, thanks so much for the phone call. It's, it's, uh, and I, I read stuff over on the Facebook fan page and on Twitter and stuff, and people get pissed. It's like, well, what do you want? What do you want? And people say, well, tell me the good. I say, you tell me the good. You tell me the good. I can tell you the good. That's easy for you. You have no work in it. None. You want to complain about the complainers. And you want to believe, and I, I get that. Maybe I'm taking your hope away. I look at things in a reality light, and then I get mad because I want to see them win. He's, he's 100% correct. And then, you know, people say, well, you know, you sound like this, you sound like that. Who cares? You sound like the guy that's drinking the green and gold Kool-Aid that'll go buy whatever it is they happen to sell you with no repercussion, no care in the world, almost with blinders on. That's fine. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. You're the guy. We're the people that keep the, the franchise afloat. We're the people that bought the stock. We're the people that said, you know, hey, we'll go ahead and just get, here's our money. Take it. Here's our money. We'll buy stock. Here's our money. Take it. We want to see we want to see the improvements around the stadium, which many of you might not even use. You may not even ever get to. Here's our money. Take it. It's an it's an incredibly unique fan base. And you are a fan no matter what. If you bitch and yell, if you praise and cheer, if you remain silent, you are a fan. If you're a fan of the Packers, you're a fan of the Packers. It's what it is. That's what it is. But people that get get upset and tell you that you need to be upset or need to rein it in or don't, uh, you can't say this or can't say, who are you to tell me? Right? I agree with that. I get a lot of those people. Oh. And what's really funny is they never bring anything substantive to the table. They just complain. I said, tell me where I'm wrong. They can't do that. So they just moan. That's okay. I guess moaning's a good thing. 877-867-1670. We gotta take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We got a lot more to get to, more phone calls to get to. Stay with us. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there, Wisconsin, Harley Davidson in Oconomowoc. And I, I know I get it. Uh, the end of the riding season is upon us. After tomorrow, I think it's about it with the highs being in the upper thirties uh, for quite some time. So I think tomorrow is kind of the kiss of the end of our riding season. I keep saying it, but 
I think tomorrow's it. And uh, it, if you're still a hardcore rider and you want warm clothes, they've got motor clothes. They've got warm motor clothes, warm leathers. If you're looking for a terrific bike, maybe a new one or a used one, they got them. New ones coming in, used ones on the floor, they've got them. If you're looking for winter storage or maybe to winterize your bike, get some service work done to it, now's the time to do that kind of stuff, too. Just give them a shout. WISHD.com. That's WISH. W-I-S-H-D.com. WISHD. Dot com And uh, that's Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson, and Oconomowoc on Highway 67, just south of 94. You can't miss it from the highway. Be, be right back. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you're going to be uh, heading out, watching the game, maybe catching some music this weekend, getting breakfast on Sunday morning, maybe good Bloody Mary, that's our friends over at Social House, H-A-U-S, Social House, on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Go over and say hi to Dan Della and his staff. They're great people over there, really, really good people. And uh, they got the, they're got the the home of the cheese curd burger, by the way. That's, that's the cheese curd burger. It's not one giant curd. It's a bunch of curds smashed onto a burger. That's the home of the cheese curd burger right there. They've been doing that thing for a while. That's the Social House, H-A-U-S, on uh, Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls, right there in Menominee Falls, Brookfield. It's technically it's more Brookfield than it is Menominee Falls, but it's right there. You can't miss it. Uh, by the way, a report came out today on an NFL conference call. Executive Jeff Miller was asked about turf versus grass because we know that uh, there were some comments made about uh, the Lions and the turf in Ford Field says, in 2021, there wasn't a meaningful statistical difference between the surfaces, and there wasn't any difference in the 2022 preseason. The questions have changed about turf. There's more questions being asked about it because of its non-forgiving play. But I'll tell you this, it's, uh, it's not going anywhere. Because you've got more and more and more of these these stadiums that are being built with either one turf and two their domes that cannot put real grass inside, so it's not going anywhere. I guess some turfs are better than others uh, for the way they're set up, but I uh, I I don't uh, I don't see where. Uh, they're going to change it anytime soon. You can complain about it, but I don't think they're going to change it anytime soon. So it's, <laughs> put it this way, it's a lot better than what it used to be, say, at the old vet down in Philadelphia, Three Rivers in Pittsburgh, Riverfront in Cincinnati, uh, up in Buffalo, when Buffalo had their turf, uh, that hard astroturf prior to. Um, all of that was just awful. Um, even that turf that was over in Minneapolis in the Dome. Oh. So. Um, Pac fan says, why can't they put real grass inside? Because they, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas uh, and also out in Arizona both have the same system where the, the field drops down and rolls out from underneath the stadium. That's why. You have to engineer that. Could they do it? I guess if they if they were forced to, they probably could. But they don't uh, they don't do that. 
to all new stadiums, yeah, you could probably do that, but they don't. Uh, Arizona was the first stadium to do that. If you Ben, have you ever seen that? You ever been there in person to see them wheel that field out of there? No, I am kind of addicted to the time lapse videos of that or basketball courts onto yeah. hockey rinks and stuff. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool. Uh, we were out there for the Pro Bowl some years ago, and they that stadium drops down about three feet. It comes off of these hydraulic. They level the field hydraulically, and it's on God this giant growth slab. It's it's amazing, and it drops down about three feet, and then it's on these giant kind of like the same bogeys that hold the roof for American Family Field. Uh, these giant, which is basically train wheels, as they they call them bogeys, but they're train wheels. These big giant train track wheels, and it rolls out on this train track. There's like five or six of these, maybe eight of these tracks, and it goes out from underneath the stadium, and it goes out into the sun. And then they water it, they cut it, they do everything out there to it, and then they wheel it back in, and it's ready to go. But when, like, the Arizona Cardinals aren't playing there, that whole thing's gone. And the amazing thing is, is, like, they do, I think it's the country's largest, if I'm not mistaken, RV and travel trailer show in Arizona. And they get rid of the field. They take the field completely out of there, and they bring in these massive motorhomes and uh, these tour buses and, you know, fifth wheels, travel trailers, campers. I mean, all these different things. They they wheel them in on this other, you know, concrete slab, and they all park there. And that's where they do the travel trailer show. It's amazing. Uh, they have not done a ton inside uh, the new stadium out in Vegas yet, but I know they're going to. I know there's some things that are scheduled to go in there. Um, but they have so many, such a big convention center to begin with, but they've even talked about the possibility of doing like an anniversary SEMA show inside, uh, that stadium for the, where the Raiders play. But yeah, that's how they do it. They wheel the field out from underneath that thing and it goes out into the sun and it gets watered outside. It gets mowed outside everything. And then they wheel it back in. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. Um, by the way, uh, speaking of building uh, basketball courts and stuff, uh, what you had mentioned, did you see the time lapse of building the basketball court that is ready to go now at American Family Field for the uh, the Badgers game this coming Friday night? I have. I am yeah, a little bit cool. perturbed that the roof will be closed. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty if cool. I'm being well, honest. The, the, the roof is going to be closed because it's going to be cold. Exactly. You, if you leave the roof open, you're going to find, first of all, it's supposed to rain. So you're not going to leave the roof open. But I'm really interested to see, because they're, they're, they're now heating that place. I'm interested to see how are you going to heat that place and what they're going to do. They have those two large, uh, you know, scaffold stanchions, whatever you want to call them, out in left center and right center field. And it's between those two is where the giant scoreboard is. So, but those are open air. I wonder if they, they dropped like a tarp around those or a clear plastic down from top to bottom around those to seal off the inside because otherwise the wind just blows right in there and i don't think you can heat that place up enough to keep it at a you know say a, a 65 degree 70 degree type of type of you know heat because you're not going to put 60,000 in there 50,000 in there that's going to make body heat you're probably how many tickets have they sold for that thing do you know because i just saw an ad uh, say the tickets are still available yeah not as many as you would think which right? I guess I thought kind of makes ahead. sense. I don't know how many. I can speak for myself. Hard for me to make it to that game driving. 
however long. Right. We work on Friday and all that stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, I didn't know how many tickets they'd actually sold for that thing. But it looks cool. It really does. Looks cool as hell. I had a couple friends of mine that were uh, part of the the advertising group that got a, uh, an early look at it, and he took me it took a couple pictures for me, and I, I was like, wow, that's that is really sharp. They're finishing the stands up today, I think, uh, on the far side, which what which would be basically the like where second base is, where the stands are, the the temporary stands that they're putting up, the bleacher seating they're putting up over there. They're finishing that up today, but yeah, otherwise it looks really cool like it and who knows maybe i don't think this would because somebody had said well maybe this will be a final four that has been approved for a final four i don't know if you know that or not that has been approved for a final four they could do if they chose to do it a final four to put 40 something thousand in there you know i i they could do that however uh they have not approved a final four for the city because of the lack of hotel space they need, I don't know how much more they need for a Final Four, but they need more hotel space. So as far as last I heard. So anyway, uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick uh, quick break. We're going to come back, get more into this. Got to get more into the phone calls, too. I apologize. I got a little bit long-winded. Gerard, I'll get to you first. Z and the D, I'll talk to you as well. So stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready to host the Dallas Cowboys here on Sunday. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones says that Aaron Rodgers throw to Jared Cook to set up a Mason Crosby field goal to win the divisional playoffs back in 2016 in Dallas was tough, but he's still upset about a play the year before here at Lambeau Field. You've had some tough battles with Aaron Rodgers over the years. Is there is there any player you can think of that, that's caused you more football heartache? That um, pass he threw out here that he threw on the sideline that at the end of the ball game it seems like because he's quarterback it seems like he's made the plays the biggest heartbreak uh, play he wasn't involved in and that was the one of des bryant when uh, they ruled he didn't have the catch that's the one that stands out the most jones on the fan in dallas we spoke to cowboys head coach mike mccarthy on the phone who says that coaches get fired but being let go by the packers with still four games left to play and the schedule left what he calls a dent in his family you know the exit um, definitely was, was uh, not a fan of and you know it, it, left, it left a dent with our family but with a year off and the opportunity to, to be, be together and do the things we did you know, I think in hindsight, it turns out to be, be one of the best things that we were able to go through. So how will McCarthy be received before this Sunday's game? Aaron Rodgers on the McAfee Show. I'm going to give him a big old hug. I can tell you that yeah. much. Let's see, Mike. Uh, shared some messages the past uh, past couple weeks, and I know it means a lot to him to come back. I really do hope the reception for him is as warm as it needs to be. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. If by chance you're over in the uh, Pewaukee area, you're looking for a good place to go. Hey, coming up this weekend, coming up this weekend, uh, go over to uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. They've got a, a meat raffle going on, and in doing so, they're going to uh, they're going to be giving some of the proceeds to the Badgerland Ski Team uh, for the uh, young men and women and the that that do the ski team and they do the ski shows and such all over the area. 
So uh, get out and support them. Head over to Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Check it out and uh, be a part of the meat raffle. Coming up, uh, I believe it's this weekend, over at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Gerard. Gerard, what's going on, man? Hey, Bill. Um, Nothing you said has been wrong. I mean, (laughs) nothing at all. You know, um, let me go through a few things. Bakhtiari and Tanyan didn't tear their knee because of the the turf, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let's get to this receiver thing and the draft choices. In the beginning of the year, okay, we knew Adams was gone, okay? We, we, they drafted two rookie wide receivers. Now, we always said it took how long for receivers to work with Rodgers, okay? Then they're telling us Lazard is on number one when we knew he was a three or four, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we were buffaloed all along with that. When we knew we always needed a receiver besides Adams, we knew, and they didn't have Adams anymore, we're thinking, oh, maybe Lazard is really this good. When we all knew he wasn't a number one receiver. So that's what I'm talking about so far. Now, that looks like to me they're saying, oh, we're going to draft these two receivers or three receivers or how many. And they're going to fit it when we knew Lissard wasn't a number one. When we knew these receivers, it would take years and Rogers' windows were small. So we knew all this stuff. And they did this. And they try, it seemed to me like you said the other day that Green Bay fans aren't stupid. Well, we're not stupid, most of us. Mm-hmm. So we see all this stuff and we know it's not going to work. And as far as the other person that said, why, well, and you guys, look. I don't want them to win the rest of this year. I've been a Packer fan during uh, Bart Starr. I don't want them to win, okay? Because they're not going to go anywhere. Because they they got all these injuries and they got all these holes. And look, what happened when they one year when they won the last game of the year? You know what happened? It cost us how many Hall of Famers? It cost us all these Aikman, Thomas, Sanders, Deion Sanders. And, and, I mean, look what it cost us. We drafted Tony Mandridge. Mm-hmm. That's what it cost right. us. So so I don't want us to – I'm not – look, I'll be a Green Bay – from putting the ground, I'll be a Green Bay Packer fan. And a devoted one and everything else. But I don't want them to win. There's no need. I would love to see them beat the Cowboys. They lose the rest of the game. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Everything they've done – Bill has not made sense. Everything, everything, because you don't do this with the receivers now. When Rogers is pushing forty years old, right? You don't, you know, you're drafting. So what's the game, Bill? What's the game? What are they really thinking? Is this Rogers really? Is he going to retire after this year? Maybe he told them he was going to, and nobody ever knew it. Nobody's not that doesn't know it. Yeah, that's just so it. Is like what direction? If you're not going all in, then why'd you pay Rogers the money? And if it's you paid Rogers the money, point. you would have said right. If you paid Rogers the money, then we assume you're all in. Therefore, aren't you going to make a lot of moves to win now within the next year or two at the latest? So I agree with you 100%. You're not playing for draft choice. I mean, look, if this season goes completely awry and they end up with a really high draft choice, it doesn't hurt. But you still have more things to do. You still have to do more 
than just what you've done so far because this team obviously is not good enough to win and not certainly not good enough to compete for a championship. Appreciate the uh, phone call as always. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stick, uh, stick around. we got Mark Schofield coming up. SB Nation going to be joining us. We're going to talk with him. Don't forget Andy Herman of the Pack of Day podcast. Going to join us about an hour from now. In two hours from now, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. Wayne Larrabee is going to be here as well. we got a lot more yet to go. The Bill Michaels Show brought to you by our good friends over there at New Mail Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. All you got to do is call 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. It really, really does work, but you can't do anything if you don't call. More right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.